Welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 37. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. As a extremely type A person, it's probably not too big of a surprise to you or to anyone that I use a lot of to-do lists. And I do, I pretty much have a running to-do list at all times that I just keep on my phone that I can add things to and check things off. And I certainly don't have as sophisticated a system as others. I know many people have lots of lists or lists for each day or they like to handwrite lists. There's no right or wrong way to keep a to-do list. It's really just a matter of whatever is gonna work best for you. And don't worry, today we're not talking about to-do lists, but we are talking about something slightly derivative. And it's a principle, but also a tool that I think we can use as we work towards our goals. And that can be extremely powerful because it transcends just the things that are on our to-do list or just the things that make up our goal list. And ultimately it is the level of work that we have to do in order to get all of those things completed or checked off or to work towards those things in the first place. So today we're going to be talking about the to be list. It's not about what we're going to do, (laughs) the things we need to check off. It's about the people that we are and the people that we want to be or to become along the way. And I know we've talked on the podcast before about the real goal. The ultimate goal isn't the goal. Sure, we might want to run a marathon or write a book or read more or make new friends or travel the world or start a business. All of those things are great and fantastic. And if you want to do them, you absolutely should. That's what so many of these episodes are here for, to help you pursue those things and to do it in the most effective and meaningful way possible, hopefully to make the process a little bit easier. But those things aren't inherently the goal in and of themselves. What is much more important is the person that we're becoming or the person that we want to become as a result of having done those things. Yes, it's nice to write a book and to get your ideas down on paper or do a bunch of research and to compile it and to share your findings with the world or to write down a story about a medieval world or characters that are purely figments of your imagination that you then get to share with other people. But writing a book is about so much more than that. It's about the process of writing the book. It's about sitting down. It's about the discipline that you nurture as you get those words onto paper. It's about the refinement that you have not only on the page as you work through editing your book, but that which you find within yourself. It's about time management, finding the time to write a book in the midst of everything else that I'm sure that you're doing in your life. It's about the courage and the bravery you develop as you begin to share that book with other people and ultimately, ideally, (laughs) I'm sure with the world. It's so much more about those things. And those things are ultimately so much more important because while it's going to be nice to have a book and to publish the book and to share it with the world, what's going to be even more meaningful is the development of those skills and those personality characteristics and that self-trust within yourself that then you can apply in your pursuit of any other goal, whether that be then to travel the world or to develop new relationships or start a business. You can do those things with the skills that you've been developing within yourself all along the way. This is such a fun and exciting work to do. It is a bit more conceptual because it's not just something we can write down and check off quite as easily, but it is identifying who we want to be inherent in the goals that we have set. So Your resolve to for this week is to go over your list of goals or your list of resolutions, the things that you want to achieve in this year 
and to look at it through the context of who do I want to be or become as a result of having done these things. Sometimes we will set our goals on that level. I know I've worked with clients who their biggest goal is just to increase their self-confidence. And then the things we achieve along the way, the other things that they want to do or check off are more in line with that. But I will say that's much more the exception rather than the rule. Normally it's we want to eat healthier or we want to start going to the gym. We want to join a book club. Those are the things that we resort to as opposed to we want to have a wider social circle. We want to be better at having conversations with people about things that matter to us or that we find interesting. That normally isn't the level that we go to when we set our goals. (laughs) We're not quite thinking that way. And it's totally understandable because that's not the level of work that's easily visualized. You're probably not gonna tell your friend, yeah, I'm working on having casual conversations about the books that I read so that I can share my insights and gather insights from others and learn how to concisely convey those to someone else like that. Doesn't come across as easily. You're probably not going to write that down on the top of your New Year's resolution list, even if that is ultimately what you hope to get out of reading more books. Conversely, what you want to get out of reading more books maybe isn't the social aspect. Maybe you don't really want to join a book club. Maybe it's just you want to read more books because you want to deepen your knowledge in general or in a certain area. Then that's more about the person that you want to become as a result of having read these books than it is about merely reading the books themselves. And that recognition is important because not only does it provide the inherent motivation that you then need in order to continue on, because just saying you're going to read more is nice, but wanting to read more so that you can deepen your knowledge and understanding about a topic that matters to you, that is so much more meaningful and so much more likely to have you head to the library or stop by the bookstore, or ask a friend what interesting books they've read on this topic. Having this level of understanding is also important because then it allows you to identify if the goal or the steps you're taking towards the goal aren't actually helping you get towards the end result that you're actually desirous of, which in this case would be deeper knowledge on a certain topic or just in general. If you find yourself then resorting to reading purely fiction and your goal in developing a deeper reading habit was to deepen your knowledge, reading fiction might do that in some ways, certainly about fictional worlds and authors and writing styles. But if that's not your end goal or it's not contributing to that, then you want to take the time to assess either if your goal to reading has changed, if you found that maybe you actually really love reading fiction and you want to continue to read more to become someone who gets enjoyment from reading and takes time to rest through reading books that they enjoy, or if you want to redirect your habit maybe to something more in line with your original goal and probably end up reading a little bit more nonfiction. I love both (laughs) fiction and nonfiction, so no judgment either way. You can learn things from both genres, but... If you want to develop a deep knowledge about a lot of subjects, that's probably going to mean reading at least some portion or probably a large portion of nonfiction. Similarly, if you want to build a business, that's fantastic. You probably have a mission or message that you want to share with the world. You have a product that you can help people. You want to make money, maybe gain a bit more flexibility in your schedule or where you can live. All of those things are great goals or reasons for doing it. But starting a business is about so much more than that. It is such a great personal development tool. I know so many people who say that starting a business is one of the best personal development tools because in a way it is externalizing the things that mean the most to you and that matter the most to you and it puts you in a very vulnerable position as you share that with the world and try to convey that meaning and those messages to other people who Some are probably not going to find it interesting or appealing and may reject it outright or just not find it very interesting. 
But for those who do, it is important and it is meaningful. And as a business owner, it's important to (laughs) develop those skills anyway. It also allows you to become very good at sharing those things that matter to you. It allows you to become very good at selling. And selling, of course, isn't necessarily a slimy or slippery thing, although I know it can sound that way to some people, but it's about providing value to people who recognize the value in what you have to offer. And then as a business owner, receiving value in this terms of monetary value back in exchange for the goods or services that you are providing for someone else. But in order to develop in all or any of these ways, it's not just about showing up and checking things off, although that is part of it. And honestly, becoming a person who shows up and checks things off, that is one of the most important aspects of achieving or working towards anything. But it's also about these other attributes and aspects of the person that you're going to become in order to be someone who does the thing that it is that you want to do. So when I look over my goal list from the year, of course, there are some things that particularly my (laughs) activities that aren't so much about becoming someone as I do them, especially the ones that I just did once, like trying cryotherapy or sensory deprivation tank. But even those, if you were to look deeper into why they were on my goal list in the first place, it was about providing a level of levity and fun to my life, providing and giving myself the opportunity to step outside of my comfort zone and do things that I've never done before, do them by myself, just take a day and experience things that I hadn't before and that honestly no one else in my life had any interest in doing, (laughs) but it was an opportunity for me to do something that I had never done before and to develop myself in that way. As someone who likes to be home and doesn't go and jump out of airplanes, even these things were aspects and avenues for me to take one step further into something new and to develop that patience with myself, that ability to recognize that catch in my brain when something sounds interesting. And instead of just saying, oh, that's cool, maybe I'll do that someday, to say, oh, that's cool, When can I get that on my calendar? When can I try that? Developing that habit and that recognition of identifying something I want to do and then taking action to do it, that is much more about the person that I'm becoming and the person I want to become than just someone who has put these things on her goal list and then checked them off. And then go to the movies once a month with someone. While that is a fun goal, and in years past, I've put goals to watch certain TV shows with certain people, those goals aren't so much about the movies or the TV shows in and of themselves, although they're probably things, movies or TV shows, I would have watched anyway and would have dedicated time to. By tying them to connection with other people, it becomes about so much more than just the movie or the TV show in and of itself. You could also do this with books or magazines or anything else that was of interest to you, but it becomes about the connection, about being someone who nurtures their connection with someone, with other people, someone who looks for the connections that I already have with people, knowing that we have an interest in a certain genre or (laughs) a particular storyline that's already in existence that they keep making movies for, or a certain kind of character or a certain kind of plot. And then sharing that experience with them, providing avenues of conversation and debate. It's so fun to deepen relationships in that way when you have something in common, something to discuss, something that you're experiencing together. Uh, And then you can analyze and break down and debate and discuss. Even if a lot of these movies are just for fun or enjoyment, it's nice and it has created an opportunity for me to examine my relationships, to assess them in this way, and to then intentionally cultivate them 
as I check off this goal. But it's not just about checking off the goal, it's about becoming that type of person who cultivates relationships deeper and in this way. My two other big ones for this year, going to grad school and publishing my book, those are probably the greatest and best examples of what it looks like to become someone, not just to do something. And I used the example of writing the book earlier, probably because that's one of the closest to my mind and heart. And it has, the whole journey of writing the book has been about so much more than writing the book, although that has been such a compelling piece to me. And it's been fascinating to recognize that one of the biggest motivating factors for me has been believing that what I'm sharing about in the book is something that other people need to hear and that I'm not just doing it for myself or because I want to write a book, although those things may be true, but that when times get hard or I'm frustrated or on the times and the days when I was just tempted to give up because it didn't feel like it really mattered, when I was reminded of the fact that it did matter, but it didn't just matter to me, it matters to the people who are going to read it and the impact that I believe this book will have, and recognizing that I want to be someone who identifies and carries out the things that they believe are important in the world, that is what carried me through, not just putting that goal on my list for the last couple of years in its different forms. And I know, as I've talked about before, writing the book in the first place wasn't even on my goal list the first year. It just, it happened. And now here we are with the book coming out a bit later this year. And that's such an exciting place to be and to becoming a published author, which that is a becoming, not just a thing to check off. Because to me, a published author is someone who then goes out and represents their work in the world and who lives out the things that they talk about, someone who is good at sharing their ideas, not just through writing, but also verbally. And so those are skills that I'm working on developing even as I work on getting this book published and out there in the world. Similarly, I'm going to grad school. I've been to school before, so the actual system and what it's like is not too uncomfortable or unusual, but it has been an interesting reminder to me of how it requires you to show up every day. It requires you to learn about things that you had little knowledge about likely beforehand, to consume a large amount of information, to develop opinions very quickly, but opinions that are grounded on substantive research. And those are all things that while they may be inherent in the kind of work that I'm having to do, the papers I'm having to write, and anyone who's in grad school, those skills are so much more important to me than just getting a diploma at the end of the year, because those qualities all come back into the kind of person that I want to be and that I want to become the kind of adult and professional who operates in the world. So it's not just about the things that you are going to do or the things that are on your to-do list. It's about the things that are on your to-be list. I want you to resolve to go out in the world, to <laughs> live your life, to check off your goals, but to take some time. You don't have to actually write down a to-be list. I won't push it that far, but you should at least go over your to-do list and or your goal list, probably both, and to recognize what carrying out these things, checking off these goals or to-dos or tasks, what those things are contributing to help you become. Whether that is someone who shows up to their obligations on time, someone who follows through on the things they say they're going to do for other people, someone who shows up for their friends, someone who intentionally develops relationships, someone who is patient, someone who is generous, someone who steps outside of their comfort zone, someone who looks for new opportunities, someone who takes advantage of new opportunities. Those things, those qualities of the person that you are and are becoming 
are what setting goals, setting resolutions, and working towards them are all about. So resolve to make a to-be list, even if just in your head, and use that as incentive, as a motivator, as a reminder of why you're working towards your goals and your resolutions in the first place. So we're also going to dive this week into another resolution investigation because a few weeks ago I shared about the revelations that I had after doing the sensory deprivation tank experience and so I had another reminder a few weeks ago one of the goals I had this year was to see the northern lights and I went on a trip to Alaska with high hopes that would work out it didn't thanks to the weather and the clouds but it's winter in Alaska I don't really know what I was expecting and I shared on the podcast too about how I shifted that goal because since the intention behind the goal was to have fun and experience something new I wasn't going to turn this fun goal into something that I was going to stress about because there's other goals I can stress about because the intention is to push myself and grow in that way instead of becoming someone who has fun and takes advantages of the opportunities that present themselves. So instead, the opportunity presented itself to go to a National Hockey League game, which is something that I wanted to for quite a while. So I decided I'm going to take that opportunity, sub out my seeing the Northern Lights. If that still works out, fantastic. If it doesn't, I'm totally okay. I'm sure I will do it in the future. But I've subbed out the thing on my list. I went to the National Hockey League game, became instantly obsessed. I had one of the moments as I was like walking through the arena to my seat and I was looking around. Of course, I haven't been to a professional sports game in a couple years thanks to the pandemic and all that. But as I was walking through the arena, I had the sense of, oh no, I can just feel like this is something that I'm going to become obsessed with. And I had been mildly obsessed with hockey anyway, just learning about it, watching it on TV when I could. And luckily I have... a national team not too far away but, but I went to the game fell in love totally obsessed with it so much fun and so then of course I came back and read a bunch more online about hockey just learned about hockey in general and then found some books related to hockey which I have since read and started and I'm going to keep reading and learning about but I had this reminder that came up as a result of that of how privileged and blessed we are to live in a world where we can learn just about anything that we want to for free on the internet, in books, in resources, from other people. And we have the greatest body of knowledge that we've ever had in the world in existence right now. And the vast majority of it is accessible to you right now. If you're listening to this podcast, you have the ability to consume just about any kind of information that you want to on any topic, develop your skills in any area. And just having that experience with hockey as I was diving into a subject that I knew pretty much nothing about going in, but as my interest in the subject has developed, it has been fascinating to see how quickly I can learn so much about something that originally I knew nothing about because of the information that is available, the means by which I can access it, and then the opportunity that I then have to go on and learn anything else that I want to or that is of interest to me. And so it was just one of those reminders, like the sensory deprivation tank, that we have such a privileged opportunity right now in the world. And so I've used that reminder to dive even further and deeper into the topics that I find fascinating and to learn more, to dive into new arenas and avenues just because I want to, because I can. Why not, right? <laughs> so I also wanted to encourage you as a result of this resolution investigation, as I dove deeper into hockey, I encourage you to dive deeper into whatever that may be for you, whatever your hockey is of the moment. And you can do that through books, through podcasts, through the internet, through YouTube, whatever your preferred medium for learning something is. Or like we talked about a few weeks ago in episode 
31 about growth through osmosis, you can find people in your life, most likely, or someone in your life who knows someone who is familiar with or an expert in a topic that's of interest to you, and you can cultivate connection and deeper your knowledge in that way. So with that reminder as well, let's dive into what I'm reading this week. I am deepening my knowledge on a topic that I do find interesting. I'm reading Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole by Susan Cain. Susan Cain is famous for her book a few years ago that came out called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. That one was a big seller. Everyone was talking about it for quite a while. So this is her new book about sorrow and longing and the role that that plays in our life. I'm just starting it. She has a very interesting writing style. She conveys a lot of information. She's very informative, but it isn't like too dense or oppressive, which is nice. So I'm curious to see what I end up thinking of this book. I'm sure it will be good. And it's something that I'm curious to learn more about. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this turns out. But I'm sure it's a good book, even if it's not about the happiest of topics. Um, and then today, I want to raise a toast to what we were just talking about. I want to raise a glass to all of the resources that we have in our world, the books and podcasts and movies and TV shows and articles and newspapers and magazines and people, the experts in certain fields, the people we know in our own life who may be experts in their own fields, who we have access to, who we can gain information from. It's so inspiring to see all of the things we can do, all the things that we can pursue, the things that we can do, that <laughs> we can put on our to-do list or our goal list, and that we can learn about. But even more importantly, how that knowledge can be used to help us become the person that we want to be or the people that we want to be. Whether that is someone who consumes knowledge or wants to deepen their understanding or share with others. There's opportunity for all of it. And it's so exciting to be in this position within the world and as we go forth and share all of that more and more with others and gain more and more of it ourselves. So with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.